Hello and welcome to another edition of Cheers PA Beer Talk. I am joined by an illustrious guest today, Mr. Dave Mack, Philly Mack to his friends, founder of Mack Brewing in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But I'm sure if you ask him, he'd make sure that qualified is, no, it's West Philly, because once you cross that river, things are different. Things don't are try different. to claim Philly. This West Philly. It's a whole different thing. <laughs> and if you don't know, you should check it out because it's definitely worth your time. Spend a little bit of time in and around West Philly doing some deliveries back in the day. And I have to say the culture is strong. And so I'm glad to have you as an ambassador of the culture and get into what you're trying to do with Mac Brewing. Thank so you, thank, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm excited. Thank you for, for spotting out the West Philly. I know a lot of people just say Philly and they're not the, not to dim the light on any different section of mm-hmm. Philly. Wherever you're from, as you know, is it's, it's really a part of you. Like where you're from, it depends on where you're going to send somebody to get a cheesesteak that's a tourist. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not going to send them to Delisandro's and you're from West Philly. You're not going to send them there. That's mm-hmm. more of a Manny Young, uh, West Oak Lane thing. <laughs> so, it's, you know. We, we all come together, but we have our different sections that give us our individuality. Absolutely. Now, the first question we've asked everyone on the show is, what is the craft beer or the beer in general that made you want to know more about brewing or craft beer in general? What's the one that got you started on this journey? The one that got me started, I'm going to say, and, and it's, it's the craft man's craft. It was Nodding Head. It was a small batch in store you couldn't you couldn't bottle it you couldn't can it i did get a keg one time but i'm pretty sure i'm very one of few that wasn't unemployed uh it was on 15th and sansom it was nodding head monkey knife fight now what kind of beer was that i'm not familiar with that one it was a lemongrass ale man that sounds refreshing and complicated and delightful a day like today that's where i would be mm-hmm. definitely <laughs> so you had some if would you say funky knife fight monkey knife fight m- monkey knife fight yep Oh, man, I don't even want to get into that. I was already worried about a funky knife fight. But you start throwing <laughs> monkeys and knives together, man, you're done. It's over. <laughs> so you have this lemongrass beer, and you start to get on this journey of, I want to know more about beer. I want to, so you, then you start making beer, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're home brewing, you're doing it out of, out of your spot, and you're coming up with your own recipes. You're working on your batches. Along the way, what is the most impressive thing that you've had happen to you? And also, do you have any hilarious stories of like the time a bucket blew up on you and he had a big mess or something? Impressive? I didn't know it was impressive until I started hearing people's horror stories. My first recipe was an IPA and I nailed it. <laughs> it's the IPA that I'm still doing today. Now, that's the one you just had the can release for the Juneteenth cookout, right? That's the same yes. recipe? Yes. Juneteenth Cookout was a fundraiser just to like get closer more and more to our goal of a brick and mortar location. You know, once you made your donation, then we it was a secret location. So we, we sent everybody the, the invite. We had barbecue chicken. We had beef brisket. The, the barbecue sauce was made and infused with the, the IPA. Something funny that happened was we forgot to get the oil for sauteing the, the vegetables. So we used the beer for that as well. <laughs> and um, everybody is honestly, it was supposed to be small. We had about 50 to 60 people there. Um, that's really what I was shooting for because I was throwing a cookout anyway. And it was just like, you know what, let me, you know, I don't know if I, if I don't do it now, I may not have time to do it later. So let me go ahead and, and throw an event to get people that one that's in Philly that never was able to get the beer before so they can come out and taste it Two, get people who have been supporting the opportunity to really like 
be able to meet me, see what I'm about, um, and just get just to get some good vibes. We we're outside in the park. We were actually in West Philly, so it was you know a good time. The day it rained a little bit, but the rain like subsided. Like it wasn't really like to like some people might get turned off, but it wasn't any mud or anything. Like the the ground was still dry. It was pretty dope, man. And and just to see some of the people, like we had somebody come from Washington State. What? That like we've been following you and you know I was in New York and I knew I was gonna be in North Carolina on this time so we just came up. It was flattering to see how many people are actually paying attention to the journey because with social media you don't you don't really get to interact the way you would and to see the reach that I'm getting, man, it still amazes me. Well, I think a lot of it to me has something to do with just your authenticity, man. Like to me, what you're trying to do from the roots of where you started and how you found and came up with your name and just like the history that you're building on the shoulders that you're standing on, let's say that, and where you're trying to take that name to me was just profound. And to see someone taking such a clear approach to it, and it comes through in that social media that I understand why you're having the reception that you're having so early on and what you're trying to do. So talk a little bit about where that journey and finding your name and kind of why you're doing what you're doing, both for the history, but also for the future of your family. So I I got into it because honestly, I didn't know it was that many Black people that brewed beer. I, I did know the history of beer, where it's coming from. It's coming, you know, from Africa, it can go back as far as Africa. Then you got to go to Egypt. What exact country it came from, I, I'm not even going to sit here and try to contemplate that. But you know, it comes from the monks. So we all know the history of beer. But I'm not knowing whenever I would go to different spots, especially in Charlotte, I would be one of very few guys. And if it was someone there that was drinking, and like not a bottle shop, but uh, it's a spot called VBGB's, and they sell like all types of beer in Charlotte. And if they were there, they would have like a picture of like Bud Light or something like that. And it's like, I can't be the only one that enjoys this. So I started like really getting into it. And um, at the time I was dealing with this young lady and she was like, she like cooks. So we were like playing with flavors and we was like mm. playing with tea bags to, to figure out like if I wanted to eat mint, if I want to do this. So it's like a bunch of different recipes that I haven't even tried yet, but that's not my goal. We'll get to that. And when I started doing my research, it was Theodore Mack Sr. who started People's Brewery in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And once I seen it, he spelled it M-A-C-K. Now, of course, my name is McMullen, uh, but from my grandfather on down, it's always been Mack. I'm pretty sure any Irish person can tell you, like, your name will be messed up when people are trying to say it. So, like, instead of saying McMullen, they would just say Mack, and we always spelled it M-A-C-K. So I thought that was a great connection just to, like, you know, a ha-ha moment. And when I started reading the history of, you know, how he was blackballed and first of all, it was the only black company and it was, he had people also invest in him and then how he just got blackballed out of the game. It was like, well, why hasn't it been anybody since? And of course, now I know about so many across the world, but I didn't at that time. And it was definitely hard to, to find them. So that's when I found Fresh Fest. Mm-hmm. And it was at that Fresh Fest, literally, that was 2019. And if you really go back to when everything started, January 1st, 2020, that's when I launched the website. So it was the battery that was really in my back. Um, Garrett Oliver was there. And I wasn't going to let him taste the beer. I was definitely shy. And I'm not the shy person. My sister normally is, but my sister was with me. And, you know, she said, take him the beer. I took it to him. And I'm like, man, 
I ain't really want to be let down. Like everybody else been telling me it's good. This and the third. So I'm like, man, I don't know. This is the guy. <laughs> and not just the guy, it. but like a legendary palate when it comes <laughs> to beer. Not like you could call him a guy, but that's not doing any kind of credit to like the accomplishment of what you're about to say. Man, like he has the palate when it comes he to has beer. Damn near my life. He has 30 years plus in mm-hmm. the game. So it was like, man, this is this is dope. So when he tried it. And he gave it, you know, the thumbs up. I said, oh, man, I'm running with this. So I don't know. Like, I know I get a lot of people that's from the West Coast and they do that West Coast IPAs. It's not like that. It's hoppier on the back end, not on the front end. It's not it's not over overly aggressively hoppy. And I like to think that that was that is the true definition of what uh, Indian Pale Ale is. Mm -hmm. Um, It was never meant to be overly hoppy just to let you know it was there. So I don't know. Maybe am I am I making a a new IPA, a East Coast. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know yet. Um, well, I will say that what you're talking about is balance, and in my opinion, anything with balance is better than when you know you can play with the edges a little bit, but you take anything too far, and it's just it's ridiculous. So, I feel like taking balance into your recipes. It's not a surprise that you're having the reaction that you're having because. In beer right now, in my opinion, there's so much. People are trying to just outdo each other in all different directions. The most sour, the most hoppy, like the crispiest of lagers, which I don't even think is possible, but, you know, whatever, compete where you want to compete. So I think that what you've got going on, you have a, a palate that clearly knows what you're doing. You have a beer that's been received very well, both from the public and the professionalist of prof- Like I still can't. I was reading that about Garrett Oliver. I couldn't believe that, you know, I would have been losing it like how did you even work up the courage to even get up there and be like hey i want to lay this down on your palate tell me what you feel well honestly i was getting my book signed so when he was there mm-hmm. i was the only person that brought my my oxford book of beer so when he was coming down to like meet and greet people no one had this book and i'm looking like am i the only one that brought this and i was because everybody in line like oh shit, i didn't bring my book <laughs> but you knew he was going to be here. And I only brought a six pack because I'm thinking it's a regular beer fest. So nobody's drinking my shit. Nobody wants to drink this. And it was like, yo, why didn't you bring more? I'm like, I didn't I didn't know it was going to be cool to bring more. So once that happened, I ran with it. But, you know, to answer the second part of your question is because, you know, just coming from where I'm coming from and just being in our generation. I don't care if you're black, white uh, uh, or indifferent. You know, when you're coming up in the same generation, you know, the 30, the 30, 40 plus, the, the, you know, your goal was to one, your parents wanted you to go to college. Once you go to college, you get all the everything that you get and you get yourself a job. You get yourself a job. You, you, you go from there. You have your family. You retire. And, and, you know, life is great. You know, you once you retire, life is good. And at the end of the day, I've, I've never it's not I've always worked. But I never liked it. I, I never liked working. It was always like, you know, you always got to work on the holidays. If you're working, I worked in country clubs. I worked in restaurants. Uh, I worked in higher ed. I worked for the city. And you were always busy on times that you just wanted to be with your family. It was like, you got to go above and beyond to find time for your life. Now your your life is your job. And if you can't enjoy what you're doing, and I'm not putting this on everybody, if you can't enjoy what you're doing, then what are you, what are you doing? If I can't bring my kid to work and 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 just have him here with me, then it's it's no point. So I my goal was to always I've never seen my parents' name on any building. Yes, they own their homes. Yes, I I I don't know what it is not to own a home. I don't know what it is not to have my own room. And I appreciate my family 
and my parents uh, a thousand times over for that. I, 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 all my needs were met. And the next step for me is I feel like as, once you're starting your family, you, everything, you know, having your own room needs being met. That's the, the bench. That's the benchmark. So now the next step is, okay, owning a home, that's cool. But now I want to own a building. I want to own a business. I need to see my name on it. I need to let my son know it's other ways of being successful. You don't have to go and work for someone else if you don't want to. But you also need to know if you wanted to do your own thing, this is how you can do it. So at this point, I'm navigating that myself. So that way, I do know both sides of the game. So that way, my my, my son and my future children won't have to navigate it on their own. These are things that my, my parents can't fathom. Not saying that they're slow or anything like that. It's just they really don't it's understand. Way, like my dad is like, well, how do people know? How do people know about you? I'm like, well, you know, so it's, it's online. What do you mean? Like online where? And he, he, can't, he can't fathom it. Like when he's like, why do so many people know about your beers? It's, I, 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 I can't explain it. Pops, the brand is strong. Come on now. Like, it, it's as simple as that. Plus, those satin jackets that you're putting out there, like, your aesthetic and the way that you go about putting your brand together is so attractive. It's lean, it's crisp, but it's also got that classic flair that you're like, man, this thing could be like 30 years old. Like, the brand looks like it's been around forever and unlike anything else around at the same time. It's incredible what you've done with just blocking some letters and just like, the color schemes and just everything is spectacular. Where, thank you, thank you. where do you get, is this just like innate artistic ability? Like those eyes, man, you can see <laughs> things that the rest of us can't see, right? I'm a sneaker guy. Like my, my son, my, like his diaper bag was a, a, a limited edition Patrick Ewing uh, book bag, uh, like orange with wings on it. Now he's like old enough to like take it to basketball camp with him. <laughs> but so I always, when I look at things like the t-shirts, I wanted something simple. I already went through the whole, like having a difficult, crazy design that sticks out just in the third and, and, and kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. The simplest thing is, is going to get the attraction. It's clean. When it came to the satin jackets, I've seen a couple other brands try to do it. But the quality of this one was a, a extremely better. This is actually one of my college professors who uh, who manufactures them for me. And the T-shirts is also another friend because when he reached out to me about doing the T-shirts, I didn't want to do my, – my big thing is I don't mind giving a person $20, $25, $50 for a T-shirt. I don't mind. That's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. What I do mind is if I'm paying $20, 30 50 for your, your your design on a t-shirt i don't want to see the manufacturer of the t-shirt in the tag mm-hmm. that devalues everything that you're doing so my whole thing was i need it to be personalized i need it to it's the little things that make people know like okay when you look at the tag it's, well of course it's not a tag but you know when you look at the tag and the shirt it's like oh oh this is that and mm-hmm. when you're messing with sneaker culture they pay attention to details certain stitching to to your sneaker will throw off everything like if this i'll take a pair of shoes back if, if i see glue it's going back we're in a craft beer world i don't know that many people that drinks that drinks Pabst blue ribbon but i'll see Pabst blue ribbon shirts forever so that's the goal is create something that not only i have a lot of friends that's not beer drinkers so therefore i want to create something that i don't i don't drink beer but my guy does this he has his own brand I want to support him. I got the jacket. 
I got I got this. And I want to make it, you know, limited edition. The blue ones may not come back out for a while. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple colors. Uh, we're doing a maroon. We're going to do a gold. And once they're gone, they're gone. Um, you know, they may come back out years later. But right now, we just want to be able to identify the people that support it um, and the people that have gotten the jackets. It's like, you know what? I knew it was nice when I seen it. Mm-hmm. But this is better than I expected. I'm not mad that I paid you for this jacket. <laughs> and that's the goal. Well, you're, I mean, you're asking for a buy-in in your company, and you're doing it with beer that's approachable. You're doing it with one-of-a-kind limited edition swag that allows people to support you but not feel like they're just giving you money for nothing. Like you're getting something, and then they're in return – pushing the brand further and further and just getting it out there because it is eye catching and it is something unique that you don't see all the time. It's not, you know, there's a lot of big breweries and you see their stuff everywhere, but like your stuff stands out in a crowd for all the right reasons. And I understand now why Mac has more fun because you look at everything from the holistic point of view. It's not just, I want to open a brewery, but I want to have the right aesthetic i want to have the right vibe i want to make sure people are taken care of like all of those things i get it now mac has more fun like that's a trend that i can get behind how do we get more people on board where can they support you like mac has more fun but they need more funds you know what i mean so like (laughs) we need to we need to help you out a little bit where can people find your stuff at um so right now of course the website um can drive you anywhere mac m-a-c-k brewingco.com and then also that'll lead you to our uh, GoFundMe and then with our GoFundMe um, as I explained numerous times before because you have so many people that are looking at the value we're asking for 250000 I don't expect to get that all from the crowd but just so you can understand how much is actually needed to, to start a brewery the GoFundMe once you donate uh, when you read all of the description of everything that we're doing why we're doing it this way, it also gives you the tiers mm-hmm. of what your whatever you're purchasing, whatever you're donating, what your gift will be. And also with that, uh, I know we have some T-shirts that we're waiting for. We had to sw- we have some sweatshirts that haven't went out yet because we had to switch manufacturers. It, mm-hmm. it, it, as you said, quality is, is everything and, and mm-hmm. the aesthetic is everything. And it wasn't up to our standards. So I'll bite the bullet on that. I know it's been people... Uh, uh, waiting and that's donated, you know, months ago. They haven't received. They received the beer, but they haven't received um, the swag. So we're we're getting to that to to get a better manufacturer on that. We we will be having a couple more. We were supposed to have a fish fry, but you know, t- it's a time constraint on that. I have to take an actual trip, a personal trip, and then you know we have Baron Flow coming up. I just got invited to Black October Fest. I want to do both of them, Durham and LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're we're trying to get that together, and plus just just collabing with you know different breweries like Troves, Harris Family. Uh, we have a collab with Montclair Brewery that I should be going to go brew uh, sometime next week, I believe. I think next week, and uh, that's going to be released with for Barrel and Flow. And we have a couple other people that we, you know, that's that's reaching out to us to do some collabs. So at this point, the the approach that we wanted to take, not to keep it like, oh, you got to know someone and know how to get it. We're just keeping it close to the vest as far as I don't want to just flood the streets with mm-hmm. with the beer. It's enough beer out there. Absolutely. Um, keep your standards high. Took, yeah. I could have took the contract brewing route, but it just didn't make sense at, at this particular time to do it. 
And at the end of the day, the rationale that I use, the ruling that I follow is just get beer to lips. Uh, it might be one, it might be two, but getting beer to lips and having that quality will go a long way versus seeing the beer every day and you're just getting started. I don't like the fact that it's so many, and this is just my opinion, no diss to anyone. When you're starting out and then you have like five or six beers, but you're not like, you know, credible yet. I'd rather spend my time with building this one. Yes, I've made a lemongrass and honey ale. That's 14%. And when you donate on the higher tiers, it's a uh, 19.6% uh, barley wine that we have as well. That's that's a one-off. Once it's mm-hmm. gone, it's gone. My goal is to have different styles of beer, but to have them limit have limits on when I'm when I'm producing them. I don't want to be another brewery with 30 different beers. Um, that's not my goal. My goal is to make dope beers. I like high gravity beers, so that that the IPA is 10, percent and I want to be able to make socially drinkable beers. That one, I hate when I break the seal. So I want something that you can enjoy, and you don't have to keep running to the bathroom. I don't want to drink six. Or, or, or 12. I want to sip one mm-hmm. and, and, and dip slowly. That might be crazy for my sales. So what? Um, I want a beer that can stand the test of time. And I want something that, you know, I smoke cigars. I need something to go with my cigars. Yeah, those thinner like pilsners and stuff like that, You cigars eat them alive. So like something that's got some, some mouthfeel and some richness to it that you can appreciate those subtle notes. And, and especially like you said, test of time, you know, those higher gravity beers, you lay them down for a little bit, they're only getting better. So build them up, get them while you can. And then when they're gone, that's your fault for missing out on them. Maybe catch the train on the next one, you know? <laughs> but uh, I'm glad you brought up the Pilsner because um, the Pilsner that we have a three-way collab with Trogues and Harris Family, it is a Pilsner, but mm-hmm. it's 10%. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Imperium, man, and Barrel and Flow. So Real quick, how did that collaboration come about? The artwork looks insane. And oh, how excited are you for that festival? One, I'm I'm extremely excited because this is going to be my first festival. My first festival was supposed to be Fresh Fest, but then we had the COVID. And then they had some issues internally with the uh, with that actual brand. So now you have Barrel and Flow. Day called me. He's like, hey, I brought your name up. And would you be interested in doing a three-way collab? And I've tasted the barrel. Well, first of all, I've had Harris family. I met Harris family at Fresh Fest in 19, uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. And when I met them, we we, we had a, a good vibe right then and there. And Trogues, of course, I mean, everybody knows Trogues. It's, it's John and that Troganator is something vicious. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch him with those, man. They'll sneak up on you. Man, listen, it was it was, it was was a, a, a great experience. Yeah. In Hershey. <laughs> but um once I, I said dope and John had called me and we you know we just started talking and he 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 likes the vibe, Harris family, that whole group, they already knew of knew of me and knew about me and, and knew me. So they were already okay with it and it was good. And what I, another thing that I would like to bring up, man, when it comes to this beer world, we're artists. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, getting a feature, you know, you're not going to get every artist on the same track with other artists because it's just not going to happen. It doesn't push well. Mm-hmm. Not that they don't like each other. It's just, it's not going to work. It doesn't so work artistically. Yeah. Um, and this actually worked artistically on, on what, what we were trying to achieve. And uh, the artist, I, I'm, I'm, I apologize, his name is slipping my mind right now, 
uh, Tim from Harris family knew of him and brought him in and his designs. That's not even that. That's like one of like five designs he made. And, and that one to me, it just stuck out. But, and, and it was, it was just enough going on that anybody can take on, you know, their own approach of it. But it was, it was subtle enough to say, okay, I like this, but it sticks out. So when you see it, you know, you want it, you want to go for it. And it wasn't too much. I think when it comes to beer now, the labels are so crazy. It's like, I, it's everything in the world on a label, but I don't know what style of beer it is. I don't know where it came from. Like whenever you got to like search hard for what it is and what, what, what style and everything else, like the only thing you're guaranteed to find is the government will. Yeah. And that's the challenge with, you know, doing too much on a label. And some of the things I like about yours is that you're right. Why do I have to spend? It's how where's Waldo? Like, I'm just give me the details that I need, make it look bright, refreshing, something that like pulls my eyes in. But I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to solve puzzles to figure out what I'm drinking here and riddles. But man, you've got such a great spirit. I understand now I get it all. Mac has more fun. You got to check out the hashtag. Those photos from the Juneteenth cookout looked amazing. Thank I appreciate you. You joining us today and introducing us to Barrel and Flow. I went down a ghost note rabbit hole last night, and they are super cool, man. Holy cow. I thought I knew some things, and that funk turned me around. So I have to say, you are in for quite a treat. If you check out Barrel and Flow, you got to make sure you check out the Imperium, as well as Mac Family, or Mac Brewing, and this collaboration with Trogues and Harris Family, Tim White, friend of the show. Uh, So I see why y'all get along so well, because, I mean, having John on, having Tim on separately, like the vibe is the same. So you guys got it going. I can't wait to check it out. And if there's anything else that you ever need from us, man, we're here for you. Please keep us up to date on the progress, any way that we can help promote. Uh, We want to thank our friends at Wise Markets for making this project happen and showcasing all the up and coming brewers in Pennsylvania and the changing face and tide within brewing and how necessary it is to have diversity is a crazy thing to say that, but what you were talking about earlier that you didn't realize how many black people were actually brewing previously, they didn't get the credit for it. And so to see you taking ownership of this project and really making it your own, is so inspiring. And it's something that future generations can look to and say, Dave Mack, Philly Mack did it. He followed in the footsteps of Theodore Mack senior, like, Thank you for just continuing a tradition and, you know, being a light out there in West Philly, man. I'll just, next time I'm through there, I'll have to let you know, because uh, I'd usually stop in for a, the bottle shop at Local 44 is legendary. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's on Spruce. So it's like yeah. right down the street. Yeah. It's, it's right down the street. That's, I, I grew up in that area. But you have to send me uh, your address, um, either email it to me or DM it to me so that way I can send you guys something. I appreciate being on. I appreciate just getting the story out there. And like I said, man, it's just, you know, because everybody doesn't know everyone in all industries. Mm-hmm. So we have to make it easier for, not easier, but you have to make it more accessible for people to even just find out the, the information about it. So that way, you know, you can see if you want to do it or if you don't. Beer, I, I, I now that I'm, I see that I'm getting more involved in it, and it's like, well, you know, I'm not a beer drinker. And it's like, so my next, my next thing is like, you know what? I can force you, and, and I'm not, excuse me, I can't force you. I can tell you all types of beers and lay them down in front of you and, and, and encourage you to drink them, or I can just say, you know what? What do you drink? You know what? You should go try a lambic. 
try a lambic. Go from a lambic. You know, you like sweeter things. Try try a peach lambic. You like bitter things. Try a, a raspberry lambic. And once I once I can get into your psyche to say, oh, this is beer. Like this, I didn't know beer mm-hmm. could taste like this. Mm-hmm. Now I can start you down the rabbit. I love it, man. You're you're just broadening the palates. One set of lips at a time so keep getting that beer to those lips we appreciate your time today mr dave mack of mack brewing company check out the fundraiser the website is super cool some great stories and photos on there and we are done here today and i do appreciate our guest time we'll be back for our next show thank you again to wise markets and have a great day